But then again, who asked me? Hello and welcome back to the Who Asked Me podcast. Per usual, I'm Zoe, your host. (laughs) Guys, I don't know how many love and hip hop listeners I have here, but whenever I do that laugh, that little like (laughs) sneaky laugh, I'm always um, thinking of that scene where I think it was like Stevie J and he was telling Jocelyn and Mimi both that he wanted to be with both of them. It was, this is like really early season one or two. And uh, of course, right, like rightfully so, Jocelyn like storms off and is pissed and is cussing him out and calling him all sorts of names in the book. And Mimi is just sitting there laughing, um, all like kind of sinister, like, <laughs> and points up to the air and hangs her head. That's just how I feel because, wow. You know, a lot happened in the Bravo universe tonight, or tonight, this week. And I have a lot that I want to talk about. I mean, I was just going through my notes really quick of everything that I jotted down. And I was like, God damn, it's, it just doesn't stop. It does not stop. And then I was going, you know, I was trying to find some stuff for pop culture because I, when I started this, I said, you know, it's pop culture and everything in between. And I haven't gotten any pop culture topics that I necessarily am so inclined to talk about since starting this podcast. Apparently, Chloe or Tristan cheated on Chloe again, which I don't give a fuck. That man has told us he is going to do everything except for be monogamous. So I don't know what else we need to, you know, expect from him. He cheated on the woman he was with before Chloe, with Chloe, allegedly. He cheated on her, allegedly. Okay, that that's all he do is cheat. So let him let him go. Uh, who I really feel bad for at this point is his children. Um, it's just ugh, a mess. I mean, I try not to talk about that family, but I did read something to where um, someone said allegedly that Chloe has a shoe line that she's dropping. Um, and as we know, that family is just plagued with scandal, and but they're generally creating a scandal, something to talk about or and feel bad for them. Um, around the release of a new product I don't know couldn't be me okay I there's only so much I would be willing to sacrifice you know just drop the product I feel like that's enough that would be enough for us but maybe that's why I'm not you know a millionaire businesswoman I don't know but like I said we have a lot of Bravo stuff to get into and I mean if you um you know I've listened before you know I'm start recording this Friday and it'll go up Monday so if something happens this weekend in pop culture I'll of course circle back around and cover it but for right now we're gonna dive into our Bravo sphere um, and I'm going to start with Roni so I'm going to get everything fired up and I'll be right back Alrighty, so this week we got our season premiere of the Real Housewives of New York and I I'm honestly, I'm excited. You know, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, it was boring. I don't know how I felt about it. Like, blah, blah, blah. To be honest, I'm fine. I wasn't bored because I love these ladies. 
But I'm fine with like a slower season premiere versus a season premiere with fireworks and a big fight that may drag out the entire season or, you know, felt a little forced or what it whatever it was, a la New Jersey, where we started with a cheating husband and a daughter analogy. And now these women are on a hayride together like none of it ever happened. However, we'll get there. Um, you know, I don't mind it. So, and I liked the little sneak previews they did at the end, you know, and kind of incorporated them in. I just love New York, as does everybody. So, you know, we started with Leah, which I saw some upset about that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that they started with Leah. And, you know, this scene with Leah, I... Last season, I don't mind... I don't know how I feel with her about her. I'm 50-50. 60-40. Some variation of a percentage... That's very close to being dead in the middle <laughs> because on the show, and I was like, mm, she's fine, especially with everything that happened last year, you know, with Dorinda and everything like that. But off the show, I learned about her. I have questions. I'm not saying people are above learning, but um, and growing from their mistakes. However, that whole Michael Che situation really chapped my ass but we won't go there um I have too much to say now to get into it however you know we start off with her you know of course talking about what she's been doing during quarantine and x y and z and she tells us that she's converting to Judaism and it's something that she's been you know grappling with for a while now and you know what better time than now cool you want to convert girl that is good for you and Yom Kippur is coming up and she has to call and ask her dad for forgiveness. Well, so her dad is one of her people on her list to, to ask. And she asks him and he says, well, you know, I don't know, Leah. We'll have to see, you know, what takes place in the future, X, Y, and Z. And this woman goes, dad, that's not how it works. I need an either a yes or a no. And I was just a little taken back. I'm not going to lie. I was like, no, you, mm -mm. okay, you are calling and asking for his forgiveness. It's his to dish out or not, and, or say maybe. And I'm glad he told her ass, well, I'm Catholic and I'm me, so this is your answer. She just kind of reminds me of like, like kind of like a bratty 19 year old, but she's 37. Like, no, dad, that's not how it goes. No, this, this is how it goes. Cause it's my forgiveness. Don't ask me for it. And then treat it like a fucking multiple choice question. No. And you know, kind of my issue with her too, like, um, I said last week about these new wave reality stars that we have, the Hannah's, the pages, everything is the self-producing. They kind of go into it, you know, already having their, you know, taglines that they're going to be putting on their shirts and their coffee mugs and selling their merch and things like that. Because I want to say, I feel like last season she had, you know, I elevate this shit on a t-shirt before the episode was even over. And same thing with don't talk about my mental health or my vagina. And I don't, uh, I don't have a problem, you know, with that. Make your money, be in your bag, get your coin. But I just like for the delivery to be a little bit more smooth with her. She's another one that I can just kind of tell, like, she thought up these lines and she's like, yeah, this is going to hit. Like, 
this this shit's gonna land you know it's gonna make me money and blah 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 whatever you know and my thing with Leah again on the show fine off the show after the season um premiere aired she took aim at people on Instagram because she told us maybe this is her Madonna ray of light moment what I heard there is she compared her conversion to Judaism to a pop culture album you know and so people were making parallels and I did some research apparently um that Madonna Ray Light album is when Madonna was converting to um Kabbalah so you know people just had some comments I know did I see every comment no but she did reply to one thing that I saw quite aggressively and I'm going to use that word because that's what it was you know I'm sure there were people out there saying some extremely ignorant shit and she picked the wrong person to mess mess with on that and you know trying to get her point across and I don't know I was just like Leah you don't have to do this she's one of those people that you know there are people that she could be snapping on and she snaps on the wrong person but whatever so then we see this new budding friendship between, I almost said Lumona, wow, Luann and Ramona, which I, I, I don't care. I don't care. This is my thing. They will not be friends in the end. Those women, those are two women who don't like each other. Okay. So everyone's saying like, oh, is it fake? Is it this? I, they don't like each other. Ramona talked about Luann's parenting, which I thought that was low down back then when she did it. And Ramona's a person that's really not changing. But so we're in Luann's new apartment. She's telling us, you know, she's decided to stop drinking. I think that's good for her after some of the stuff that she was telling us in her past woes but then she tells us oh my god guess who I live next to now and we see that she lives next to her ex-fiance or no ex-husband she married that man her ex-husband Tom and at first when I saw that I was like that's a load of shit Luann like you totally knew where he lived x y and z but then she, the ladies were on Watch What Happened Live, af, Watch What Happens Live, I'm sorry, after the episode and she explained to us and now I'm just kind of like, mm, kind of get it because I've been in that situation. She says that it was COVID. She saw the apartment once. She said, okay, it's good. I needed somewhere to live. She didn't look that much into it, bought it. Then when she moved in, finally sat down, took in the view and was like, oh shit. So that happened to me, not the ex part, but me and my fiance had to move during COVID. And it was a, a, a very similar situation. I stalked the apartment that we live in now online I had driven past it I knew like where it was and everything and we had like a video chat with the um, leasing company which I mean showed me enough however the day before we were supposed to move in I finally was like can I just see it in person because I I need to and we came in and we saw it and but it was one of those situations where it was like I mean it's kind of too late I have to move you know it it is what it is not that I don't like my place now am I in love with it no but you know whatever I kind of I could kind of see where she was coming from at that point 
But so then Louian and Ramona are talking about their friend Sonia. And I'm going to be honest, if Sonia needed some time during a panty, not in a panty, away from you women, then let her have that time. And what I really didn't like was Ramona psychoanalyzing, honestly, anybody, but especially not Sonia Morgan. She kept saying, something's going on psychologically with Sonia. And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. She just kept using psychological and psychologically. And I was like, Ramona, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that, but that woman's never going to shut the fuck up ever. You know, she wouldn't be where she was today if she did. So, um, so then we are finally introduced to Miss Ebony K. Williams. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know me personally, I have not been able to stop talking about this woman since we found out that she was coming on the show. But since I finally seen her in the first episode, I really haven't been able to stop talking about her. I love her. I knew I was going to love her. But let me calm down because (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. So we meet Ebony in Central Park wearing her Black Lives Matter mask, wearing the Central Park Five on her hoodie in Central Park. It was fucking iconic, okay? Leah introduces us to her and I was just like, okay, Leah, shut the fuck up. In a way, but my thing is, Leah introduces her in a way that she knows all of the accomplishments and the accolades that Ebony has. And it was just something about Leah. She At one point she goes, she described her, she said she's, an, uh, she's a lawyer, she's an AKA. And I was like, Leah, do you know what that is? Like, <laughs> she said it very non-naturally. I'm going to be like, do you... Do you know what an AKA is, Leah? But whatever, neither here nor there. And you know, there's just something about the whole introduction of her, obviously, that resonated with me, even down to her and Leah sitting in the park talking about pooping on first dates. And it was just a little bit more natural than the Hannah Burner style. Uh, I'm a girl that likes to poop. I'm so weird. I'm so cool and weird. Obviously, I have a bone to pick with that girl still. But we'll get there later in the show. But I just loved it just felt so natural seeing her on my TV screen. And then even when we got to her and see her in her element with her in her apartment, when she was explaining to us, you know, her background story, what everything she's been to through with her career. And I love hearing stuff like that because a lot of times with accomplished people, you do not hear um, some of the things that they've gone through and that led them to be where they are now. So I love the honesty that she's bringing already. And I also love that she's putting it all out on the table because there are haters out there. There are fucking people, ignorant ass people who I've seen in comments already saying stupid shit like, oh, I don't, I don't need a black history lesson every time Ebony talks. First of all, yes, you do. We all do. Why? Because it hasn't been talked about enough already. However, if you are getting so upset about knowing just, you know, facts of black history or history in general, you need to check yourself. All right. That's all I have to say about that. When we go to Sonia's house for brunch, of course, Sonia lets Ebony know that she has all types of fish in her pond. And I'm just like, I mean, I knew one of these ladies was going to bring it up. 
I'm glad it was Sonia, I should say. Because I feel like if it was anybody else, then I would have been side-eyeing them. And, you know, the rest of the episode was, you know, just kind of... It was there. You know, I was good. I Again, I... I'm going to cut it off there because it would just turn into an Ebony K. Williams love fest. Like as I sit here and look at my notes, it literally just says like Ebony said this, Ebony said this, Ebony said this. And it was also great. <laughs> I'm really going to have to rate, like bring it in. Um, you know, I do. I do want to say this. I do like these talks around drinking in, um, you know, alcohol usage that are going on in Bravo because a lot of times you kind of see something that you know either I like the sides they're showing us of all of it because you know Luann saying I think it's time for me to take a break and I don't sometimes I don't think people talk about that enough is you know it's either one way or the other they're drinking they're getting fucked up and drunk or they're you know going completely sober which fine whatever works for you works for you but I do like when people you know talk about because hell sometimes there'll be weeks when I or times when I'm like okay I'm not gonna drink for a month or you know x y and z and I like to see all types of variations of that and people talking about that um so they gave us you know the rundown of what's to come apparently next week we're gonna see some fireworks I am really interested to get to the breakdown of what happened with this Heather situation between Heather and Leah because I saw Leah posting in real time about um Heather and I remember she said something along the lines of I don't like when white women are microaggressive towards black women so I was like what did what was said what was said Okay, but I haven't seen Ebony say anything about that either. So I'm like, what is going on? And then Heather, of course, recently came out and said that she was assaulted this season. And I was like, what? So I'm very confused, but I'm actually kind of happy that I don't know what's going to happen before it actually happens. Because I feel like it's, I haven't gotten that in a while. Usually somebody's got the tea somewhere, everywhere. But yes, I am excited for our ladies to be back. Um they I think we're in a pivotal turning season and you know whatever the turn it may take I'm excited for so I'm gonna wrap this um segment up of Real House segment like I'm on the news (laughs) I'm gonna wrap up the Real Housewives of New York and then we're gonna dive into Dallas I need to get me a drink though before I talk about this because I'm going the fuck off on Cameron Westcott all right all right guys I'm gonna be honest I have recorded this Dallas segment probably um four different times trying to you know just really really get my point across on how I feel about this franchise and Cameron Westcott in particular however I'm just gonna let the choppers fly Cameron Westcott is a racist and it is extremely dangerous for Tiffany Moon to be on a show with her and surrounded by her. And I think that it is so disgusting of Bravo to put on their, you know, movement, not a moment, and then put Tiffany Moon in that situation, okay? And I know some people may say like, oh, well, she signed up for the show. Yeah, you know, I sign up for a lot of things, but 
that doesn't mean that I know that somebody's going to be disgusting towards me. So if you think that it's simply Tiffany and Cameron hate each other, oh my gosh, you're wrong and you need to open your eyes. Cameron might as well just get on television and tell us all how dare Tiffany, an Asian woman, think that she can correct me because that is what she's saying. She, her problem is that she is Cameron Westcott. She is rich. She is white. She has everything she ever wants and or needs. And Tiffany, who is educated, accomplished, you know, beautiful, all of the things is going to come and take up a space that Cameron deems is her own and then also be better at it than Cameron and correct her. That is Cameron's problem in a nutshell. And speaking of correcting, I've never quite really understood what people's problem is when someone corrects them. Why do you want to be wrong? Okay. Again, Cameron's problem is that how dare Tiffany correct her? How Tiffany just even exist in her same space? And it's disgusting. And for her to sit there and say, well, a lot of people, you know, called me and were disturbed by it. Yeah, Cameron, a lot of people are your friends who are racist, just like you are. It's not for Cameron to be disturbed by something Tiffany is telling us, you know, or I shouldn't say she wasn't disturbed, offended. It's not for Cameron to be offended by a personal experience of Tiffany's that she has chosen to turn into a joke, uh, like via her TikToks, you know. And Cameron's whole problem is that she might as well just say, well, how come you can make fun of your mom and your culture, but I can't? That's her problem. She wants to be able, she just wants to be able to take up all the space and do all the things. It's called entitlement, okay? You want to be do be able to do whatever, whenever, everything. And I don't know for the life of me why we panned over to Brandy after all of her bullshit and she's laughing. Bitch, you need to keep a straight face because we do not have time enough time to get back into you. I am so tired of this show, this franchise. I don't care if they cancel them or move them to Peacock, but I think that they need to get Tiffany Moon away from Cameron. And I don't trust Bravo to do the right thing and get rid of Cameron because why would they? It's just, it's unfortunate that this is what, you know, it is in that Bravo tries to say that they care about, you know, diversity and making these points however when they have bring in um tiffany moon this is what they brought the environment they brought her into you know and now her part of her story is lost into fighting racism against this ignorant white woman it's just ridiculous and bravo needs to fucking do better that's all I'm going to say on dallas we are going to get into summer house and then atlanta Alrighty, I know I said Summer House in Atlanta, and then I realized as soon as I said that, that I forgot Jersey. And I have, you know, I have a couple things to say about Jersey. First first things first, I knew, and it was just something in me, I knew the last episode when um, 
Jennifer had the mother's like luncheon or whatever just the way they were talking maybe it's because I know my own mother that her mom was not gonna be happy with her about how all of that went down listen let me tell you something I learned from a very early age do not don't talk about my mama's business okay even the slightest thing like if I'm like, oh my, yeah, my mom got mad at me because I didn't clean my room. She'd be like, you put my business out on the streets? Don't talk about our business. So I have no clue why Jennifer thought that that was going to be a good idea. And like I said, when I watched it, I was like, you, I don't think you thought this through. And I understand her mom. Listen, this is my thing. Your parents have lived a, a lifetime of experiences together and you know some good some bad and like I said last episode they have shielded you from some things so I need Jennifer to stop saying like I never saw my dad be mean to my mom or then trying to validate her mom's feelings and then kind of taking it away as well I don't think Jennifer's mom expects her to take her side and be mad at her dad as well. I just think she expects her to say, okay, mommy, I understand and I support you in your decision and whatever you want to do and just listen to her rather than trying to, you know, either talk her, you know, talk to her about her dad or rally all the women together and to talk about their experiences. Like it's not, that's not for them. And I can very much so understand why her mom is pissed off. Okay. And I think she even said at one point at that luncheon, like, Hey, why are we talking about me? She did put her on the spot and I completely understand where her mother is frustrated and I would be, uh, my mom would have cussed me the fuck out. I actually, my mom doesn't watch reality TV, but I was explaining to her. She was like, oh no, she did not. I said, mom, she did. She was like, see, that's one thing you don't do. You don't put your mama's business in the street. (laughs) So I understand that, you know, and listen, skipping right over on to Miss Dolores and uh, everybody else. Like I said, y'all need to leave that lady alone. For her to call Jackie, I understand her not wanting to get on that paddy wagon with all the rest of them. Okay, and Jackie's like, we think that's true, right? Jackie, boo, it's not for you. If Dolores says she will meet y'all there, she will meet y'all there. Okay? Like, don't be talking to Evan, talking about, do we think that's, you took a poll about her personal business. And I agree with Dolores. That's not something friends do. They need to start taking Dolores for her word, okay? And again, I state, Dolores has had kids, had the 20-year marriage, everything. Things are different now. And what's important is that David shows up how Dolores needs him to, just like she said, he is there. I, again, maybe it's because my parents are divorced. So I see some of these things like, I understand them like firsthand, but that's what my mom says. Like, she's like, no, it's different now. Okay. I don't need to like be doing all the stuff that I did when I was 20 years old, you know, back then. And I don't understand why these women can't understand that, especially since they're not necessarily in that position you know what I mean I mean Teresa is but she's she's doing her own thing and she's honestly got the least to say about it she is not messing with Dolores but I think that's because they've known each other back from the day so she knows she knows not to mess with Patterson Dolores um y'all do we do we really think that 
Joe Gorga had kidney stones because <laughs> listen this is why I this is why I was like hmm first off because of his whole like you never spend time with me I don't get to see my wife that but also Teresa just like doesn't flinch she's like oh something's wrong with my brother he's falling down in pain okay like she just doesn't even blink twice I was very much ready for Melissa and Teresa to go but I don't even think Teresa was paying attention she was like oh she was on her phone or something probably texting Louie and listen we'll get to Louie in a minute but speaking of Melissa and Joe Melissa or not Melissa Joe is a chauvinist like he always has been and at this rate he always will be and I think the guys even voted on that on watch what happens live afterwards like yeah he is a fucking chauvinist and this kind of kills me like with men that age some of them will be like yeah I'm a chauvinist and see I have no problem with it I don't know it's like at one point like yes you're older but that doesn't mean you you need to be stuck in your ways especially when it comes to things like chauvinism when he's talking to melissa i'm just like you oh i don't know and that whole that storming off we're done that doesn't mean we're done done that means this conversation is done but however just like the gorga is trying to produce something to make themselves um relevant for a storyline this season i did think it was funny though when he was like i supported you when you wanted to sing because like he's probably the only person I block Melissa Gorga in her singing career out of my mind because it was embarrassing I just I block it out and I act like it didn't happen but then finally where I thought this episode we were gonna meet Louie and all this chatter around him, I'm still very confused because I thought us as a collective internet gang showed that he's like a dirty John. But no, I just got off Instagram and uh, Teresa was showing all his Mother's Day gifts. And all these women have come forward and said their experiences and Melissa's, or Melissa, Teresa's just like, oh, whatever. But everyone's talking like he's so amazing he does this and this and this and he's so amazing guess what every person is amazing within the first 90 days okay and then you start living with them and you see that they take their pants off and just leave them on the fucking floor right there where they are and you see that they leave on every fucking light in the house maybe i'm projecting some of my irritances but you know whatever I'm just like, all this, he's so amazing talk. We don't know him. Like, Teresa, you do not know him. So, when and then, when he's about to step into the frame, we get a fucking to be continued. And listen, I want, I just want to have a talk with the person in charge of the to be continued end frames. Because I feel like they're being a little overused now. That wasn't a to be continued episode. You know, we usually get a to be continued like after a fight or something. I just really feel like they're they're overusing them and I, we need to we need to rein it in and use them when appropriate. And I didn't I mean, I didn't realize that next week was the season finale still doesn't call for a to be continued ending. But I'm interested to see what they show us and what the reunion is going to bring, because I feel like they have a lot to talk about, but also 
not a lot because it seems like to me that Jackie and Teresa are over their issues. Teresa, I, that's another reason I thought Teresa was going to get up and go to see about her brother because they were going to Jackie's birthday. Like, you don't even like her from what I understand. So I'm just wondering what we're going to discuss at the reunion because I don't know if we bring up this analogy again, if we bring up or if we bring Gia to the stage, I'm going to personally be annoyed. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It was an analogy. Jackie shouldn't have used it. There were 5 million things she could have said. And on the other hand, Teresa doesn't need to be going around talking about rumors she heard in town. Okay. So we shall see. Um, now we're going to get into summer house and the ending of Atlanta all right guys I just opened my notes to talk about summer house and the first thing that it says in all caps is why the fuck are you crying (laughs) listen uh, obviously that's about Hannah I don't know what she might have been crying about at the time but that is just me I was just like why the fuck are you crying listen I'm not necessarily a crier I honestly think that if I were on television, like, I don't know if I would be able to cry because I don't, I don't like for people to see me cry. And I don't really like, um, an audience when I'm emotional. I have no clue how I'm about to, you know, do at my wedding, but it's just like my tear ducts don't work when people are looking at me and it's centered on me. So, and sometimes I just get when people are crying for no reason, that is my reaction. Why the fuck are you crying? Okay. (laughs) But anyways, listen, I have a bone to pick with the editors of this reunion. And I think, I think I've finally figured out what it is. But first off, we ended part one with Carl uh, calling Hannah out and saying, you said I had a drug problem on a podcast. And so I'm thinking part two, we're going to get directly back into that. But no, we don't. We never talk about it again. And I'm like, what the fuck? And somebody in one of my Bravo Facebook group chats, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, I have so many, I'm in so many Bravo groups on Facebook, like it's ridiculous, but I get tea there. Okay. So not ashamed. Said like, why aren't we, why aren't they putting snippets from podcasts of the stuff that Hannah said on there? And then that's when I realized it's not necessarily breaking the fourth wall. However, this reunion is to talk about the show, like things that happened this season on the show. And as far as Hannah and her podcasts, those happened outside of the show. So for the sake of, you know, not being there too long, even though I would have gladly had them there longer, um, and keeping it, the attention focused on the house in the season, I think that's why. Um, and I also wasn't sure if there was like maybe some legality stuff with playing snippets from that stuff, but it's, again, it didn't happen in the house. And I think that's what they tried to like stay focused on, but I would have liked to hear her like apologize to Carl about that because that was really fucked up. Um, but listen, I understand Kyle's need to get up and walk away because I'm like that. When somebody is just like boldface lying, my reaction is like rage, anger, and violence. (laughs) And obviously we can't do that. So he has to get up and walk away. And I think that 
Kyle, I mean, all of these people, all of these people know way more than we do. So there is something that Kyle is not saying. And I think I finally figured out that it's winter house. He has some, we're missing a gap is what I realized in this reunion. When they start talking about um, Hannah's engagement and things of that nature, like who, who was told when X, Y, and Z, we're missing a gap of time. And I didn't really put one, two and two together when Kyle said, I was with Sierra and Paige. I just thought like, I don't know, they were at a bar or at dinner or something. No, they were in the fucking winter house. But he can't say that because of we're on Summer House and they haven't officially like dropped the trailer. I'm sure they told them no Winter House talk. But that's like kind of irritating me because I'm like, I wish that, I don't know. I know it's like same, same, but different. Winter House is going to be its own entity. But at the same time, we have people from Summer House and we are dragging this stuff in. It is obviously going to be in Winter House. You know what I mean? So... I the fact that they couldn't talk about that and when Kyle, listen Kyle meant business because when I was confused again with the editing when he got up and walked over to Paige and was like Paige and he had his phone out if y'all notice he had his phone out and he showed her something but then it cut and then we came back and he was just saying like right or wrong x y and z and she was like yeah 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 I, and I was like what the fuck is what was that? Again, I think it was more winter house talk. <sighs> but, you know, I am really proud of Carl. I think everybody this season is proud of Carl. Because it's not that just like he was for me anyways, it's not just that he was making his bed and he was no longer a fuck boy. Like he talked about going to therapy. And you know, after what happened with his brother, and he is sober now. And it's just it warmed my heart because I think everybody needs therapy personally. Um, so I love hearing people, you know, just even simply say like, I am in therapy. These are the steps I'm taking, taking because I, as somebody who's been in and out of therapy, like my whole adult life, it's something, it's still not like, you know, you still people, you don't feel like, like, yeah, Hey, I'm in therapy. So I commend Carl for that. And he, I just want to give that man a hug. Like i I want everyone except for Hannah to give him a hug. Oh, but listen, moving right along, we're going to talk about this whole Paige Danielle interaction. I I saw a lot of people saying like what the fuck is Danielle piping up about? And like I said in the last episode, these are Danielle's real friends period beyond the show and another one thing I did realize this reunion there is a huge 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 line of division between Paige and Hannah definitely and Sierra is honestly flirting with it between the people in this house who are like yes this is our job Okay, but at the end of the day, we are friends. And I obviously this that is what Kyle said and Kyle and Carl and all of them. They are friends first. Paige and Hannah, they're like, no, y'all are our co-workers first. And then we'll see about y'all if we got time. And Sierra is just kind of making her decision. I think she's choosing wrong, but hey, that's just me. That's just where I'm, I'm at. Cause she going to get her coin regardless, but whatever. 
Paige, when they asked Paige, like, do you have, a, you know, an opinion on any of this shit? Her reasonings to me, I just want Paige to be honest and just say, like, I'm not trying to jeopardize my bag. You know what I mean? Do I think it was up to her to tell Kyle about Hannah's engagement? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. That's the only thing that I will give Paige. I I truly don't know if I would have said anything or not. Uh, but uh, at the same time, it's not like it's a pregnancy. It, I mean, she just got engaged. Like, I don't know. That is one of those things that I like. I'm just like, all right, whatever. And Paige is caught. But however, Paige is caught in the middle. But part of me thinks that she likes to be there. And that is why I don't think she should be Amanda's bridesmaid. Listen, when we got into talking about the whole like whatever was done in the bathroom, first of all, first of all, Hannah and Des told us that they fucked in the bathroom. Okay. And then we get on this reunion and Hannah goes, We didn't fuck in there. Then why did you tell us that you did? Liar. Okay. And then to like laugh about it and stuff. And then to hear Des say, oh, should I jerk off on his bed? And her be like, it was a joke. No, trust me. If you, if anybody talks about jerking off on my bed, there's semen on my bed that I sleep in. Okay. You can fucking fight me. That's not funny at all. And she comes trying to say all of this is a joke, X, Y, and Z. It's not. And that's why when she turned around, Paige was like, apologize. Like, it's just baffling to me that this girl, we presented her with the facts, okay? We presented her with the facts and she still tried to double down and say, like, it was a joke. It was this, like Carl said, oh, you're a comedian. No, you're not, okay? That's not funny. And when they showed the clip of, you know, them in the hot tub and Paige, and they ended it with Paige saying, that is the biggest F you ever Amanda's face she squinted and I let me tell you right then and there she reevaluated her bridal party I promise you she did because let me tell you something you if you are one of my bridesmaids and I know I'm in wedding mode right now but any of my bridesmaids if anybody fucks in my bathroom, my bed, anywhere around my belongings, they better fucking tell me. There never better be some, well, I'm in the middle. No, bitch, you better fucking tell me. And then you better not be laughing about it on a fucking confessional. All right. And then you are supposed to be my bridesmaid. And you, you sit here and promise somebody you ain't going to tell that they violated my space. No, no, no. You're supposed to be my bridesmaid and you can't even tell your friend to shut the fuck up talking about me? No, no. It's so beyond Paige being in the middle. At some point, you are in the middle so much that you have actually chosen your side. That's how I feel about Paige. And her side is with Hannah. I don't care what anybody else says. Her side is ultimately with Hannah because it took Andy Cohen asking you flat out, like, how do you feel about this? And she barely said that Hannah was wrong you have made your decision and I need Amanda to see that Amanda boo if you're listening don't put that girl in your wedding she can definitely come but don't put her in the wedding and speaking of putting people in weddings I have no clue why Hannah expected to be in their wedding 
Because even in season four, like, yes, her and Amanda were friends. Don't get me wrong. But even in season four, they had some issues. They had some fights and not just like friend fights, like anything like that. Hannah always steps out of line with shit like that. Just because I have plenty of friends, like I have chosen my bridal party. And I, yes, I do have girlfriends that like, it's like, you are a really good friend of mine. You will absolutely be invited to my bachelorette party. However, it's just like, I, I, you know, I didn't choose for whatever reason or another. I, this, this is the decision I've made and everyone's mature and respects that. Hannah is coming from a place of such entitlement that she thinks that she can take up all the space, all the spaces all the time, including Kyle and Amanda's wedding party. That is what gets me about Hannah. It's not, and it's so, that's so beyond, um, you know, the show, the entertainment factor. That is what kills me about her. You are coming from a place of entitlement that you can't even say, like, remove yourself from some shit and say, okay, it's not personal that I'm not in Kyle and Amanda's wedding. It's not like the whole fucking cast is in it. I mean, that girl, Jesus Christ. Now, let's talk about this big reveal. And I put that in air quotes. That's not a big reveal. First of all, I wish Luke would not have said that. I don't think, I don't know why that boy said that. He needs to get away from me. Like really, truly. He, he fails the assignment every time guys. He brings nothing to the table. (laughs) Like, I don't even care. Luke and Hannah are both assholes. We all know this. But he, take Hannah out of it. He brings nothing to the table. He's not entertaining. Fuck. And then when he tries to drop a ball, he fucking fumbles it. Like, he fails so miserably. That's not a big reveal. And I put it on Bravo for, like, teasing us like it was a big reveal also. But then Hannah... She gets up and she walks away and she goes, that is the meanest thing a guy has ever said to me. Huh? Sweetie, BB, that's the meanest thing a guy's ever said to you? Oh, don't let me get out my notebook, okay? Because, girl, you would be shocked at some of the things men have said to me. Now, was it nice? No. But... It, that's the meanest thing a guy's ever said to you again with the fucking dramatics and again with the shitty editing because he goes to console her crying even though she's got a ring on her finger and is engaged to another man but you know whatever and then all of a sudden they're just all good it's fucking weird like I'm like what the fuck is going on I'm not gonna lie this second part was a little choppy for me I'm just like what what the fuck are we doing I know we needed to stick to points but I also like to see one point uh, like all the way through until we go to a next one I don't that whole thing was could have not been in the reunion for me altogether and but I think it was Carl who said like no he made the best analogy he's like that's like Kyle saying I didn't want to propose to Amanda on the boat but the producer said why don't you do it on the boat and then yeah Kyle said like oh yeah more of a land guy people are taking that analogy out of context I think that he might have asked her but the producers were like why don't you ask her now like 
uh, and again, Luke just shouldn't have even fucking said anything. And the fact that he's inviting everybody to Minnesota, I'm like, bro, are you serious? It's just, it's silly. Uh, then they could have, the, as quickly as they moved on from it, is as quickly as that could have been left on the fucking cutting room floor. Uh, and Hannah in this cough, okay? We didn't need to do that. I was talking to, again, Build Up Babes Instagram, and she did a poll saying, um, do we think that cough was real or not? I don't think it's real. However, if it was, I would have choked, like tears in my eyes choked before I coughed if I were Hannah. That's just me. because you have enough heat on you in the first place and I'm sorry I do feel Danielle when she's like are you fucking kidding me let me tell you a person who is fed up and that is Danielle she is fucking fed the fuck up I think they all are honestly and I've been thinking about whether or not because of course everyone's like is um Hannah coming back yada 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 I don't think that Hannah should not come back. I think she should come back because this is what it is. This is a show about friendship. So they try and make us believe. We've strayed a little bit from the friendship aspect because of Hannah and Paige, if you ask me. But we want to get back to it. So I do think that to in order to like really like keep up the actual vision of the show like how we like it and love it Hannah should come back and she should because that's what you do with your friends I mean honestly but you also dump toxic ass friends I think Hannah's gonna come back because Hannah's a fucking egomaniac honestly but I do think she should come back and I would be interested to see how she is with like a redemption summer but I don't know how they're gonna do this summer because Hannah and Dez are allegedly getting married listen I don't think that wedding's gonna happen and if it does I will be shocked but that's we can talk about that another time but Kyle and Amanda are also getting married this year in June. So, but I've seen the other castmates talk about getting ready to go into the house. So I'm interested to see how we're doing this. Um, but oh, besides that, um, can we talk about, there's a lot of eye darts uh, in this reunion. But one in particular I want to talk about is... Paige, I don't get why we shy away from Paige and Perry. I don't know if that's her doing or what, or if it's just not interesting. But when Andy was asking Paige, like, about the dissolution of her relationship with Perry, he asked Amanda, you know, is that something she spoke to you about? And obviously she had spoken to Amanda about it. And they pan over to Hannah and she looks pissed. She looks like you never talk to me about that information. And listen, you have different friends that you talk to about different things. I don't think Hannah is the relationship advice friend. If she is for somebody, I'm going to pray for you. But I don't, I I don't know. Paige and Hannah's relationship is so honest to God, weird to me. It's like, they're, they're colleagues. They They are a colleague you know business relationship first and a friendship second at least that's how I see it but I do need to backtrack a little bit um in regards to the Luke's reveal he when before he if you pay attention before he said uh or after he said uh I have something that I'd like to say and I'm gonna break the fourth wall 
the camera pans over to Sierra, okay? And then she kind of has this look on her face, like she looks left, looks down, looks right. Like she knows what he's about to say. I, my theory is that she did know. I don't know if she knew he was going to say that, but I think that that is something she's heard before. Like, oh, I just asked Hannah because the producers wanted me to. They thought it would be like a good look or whatever. Douchebag shit, Luke said. And then if the camera pans back over to her and you can, she kind of like, her body language reads like, oh, act surprised. I don't know. I'm still, you know, we kept talking about timelines. I want to get to the nitty gritty of the timeline of Sierra and Luke because I just want to be honest about it all. I'm tired of perpetuating these storylines of like the love triangle. Hannah's like, I didn't even like Luke that much. And it's like, girl, mm, sissy, honey, be honest with yourself and television. And then, you know, Sierra says he ghosted me for eight months. Like, I want to get into that timeline and I just, I don't understand. I think that Sierra, it was her first assignment. I'm going to say she was a C student. We'll see how she does in Winterhouse, like moving past all of this stuff. I will say that little comment about her saying like, oh yeah, I was around for some of Des and Hannah's, um, you know, FaceTimes, but not the sexual ones. But we did talk about like doing a swirl. I don't think that shit is fucking cute. Like that kind of thing has always annoyed me. Like, oh, you two white people and a black people, a swirl. And as I hear uh, how well Hannah and Des's comedy has gone over. So I'm like, did y'all say something low-key racist? And Sierra just kind of laughed it off. I don't know. But, you know, all in all, I think, <laughs> I mean, Hannah's, when Hannah finally gave an apology to Amanda and she said, okay, I'm proud of Amanda, but I don't, if Hannah comes back, I don't think that they're not going to like talk to each other. I do think that the friendship could be, re I don't like to say the friendship could be rebuilt because that insinuates that it would go back to the same as it was, I think that they will be able to have a relationship again. I just think it will be different moving forward, you know, and as it should be, I would not blame Amanda for that whatsoever. I, again, I state, I want Paige out of that fucking wedding. <laughs> I just really do. She can just go straight to fucking hell for me. I'm not kidding. Uh, Paige, I'm so done with her after her inter- action with Danielle like you're not saying anything you guys talk about oh I'll talk shit all day long no I don't okay first of all you sound like Candace Dillard so shut the fuck up because that's not cute but I'm just like the whole when it came to the whole psychic of it all Hannah's like oh I came and I was like I'm starting so much shit and it's like yeah girl we know and when they get called out for this shit they're like oh it was a joke no stand in it if it was a joke then say okay hey that I'm sorry that was a joke but it's not cool to joke about you know someone's alleged cheating and things like that especially Lindsay because we know that she has that timeline for her life and she is like she said a loyal person and she, Paige literally said that means she cheated on Stravi. if we would have left it at oh the psychic says Luke and Lindsay hooked up ha 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 in the cheating uh, comment would have never been made then I think that it would be different I'd if we I also think that if we turn the tables and Danielle and uh Lindsay came saying oh a psychic messaged me saying that 
Paige hooked up with somebody and cheated on Perry, Paige would be ready to fucking like freak the fuck out on somebody. So that's all I want from Hannah and Paige is some self-awareness and to not be so goddamn like into, oh, everything we say, we're, we're the shit talkers, we're gigglers, we can do this. No, the things you say, words mean things. The things that you say have repercussions and you've got a lot enough of, got a lot of people upset. With that being said, I think that we'll be able to move forward and go into next summer and I think the dynamic will be different, but I'm very excited for Winter House. I I thought for sure we would have gotten a full Winter House trailer after the um uh part 2 of the reunion, but I guess not. I will be on the lookout for it and, you know, teasers of well, say see I say teasers, but then people get out of hand and spoil the whole goddamn thing. But I'm ready for Winter House and to see what takes place in this next chapter of Summer House. I love these people, except for Hannah and except for Paige. And I kind of like Sierra. But <laughs> I I do like this cast, you know. It's filling a Vanderpump void for me. And it's... As in the words of Carl, who has it better than us? Look, y'all, when he said that, I almost teared up. Carl really tugged at my heartstrings this um, reunion. I I just feel for that man so bad. But all right, we're going to come back and talk about some more stuff here soon. Alrighty, and moving right along on to Real Housewives of Atlanta. But honestly, first, I do want to touch on that Watch What Happens Live um Mother's Day special with all the kids because I was like taken aback by how a lot of those kids are older now I mean I was like god damn I'm even like Riley um and Noel I was like I remember seeing them when they were super young now I feel old as hell but first things first I want to know why Brooks is there I don't know why he irritates me so much like Oh, I don't know. But he even said he's like, um, I'm taking every opportunity the show brings me. I'm like, I'm sure you are, Brooks. I'm sure you fucking are. Maybe it's because I just don't know him that well yet. And he just again with me and the tryhards, I get the tryhardness from him. I really do. Um, but also I find it funny that haha funny joke. Uh, that's a Teresa reference but I find it funny that now Gia is saying she was right like Teresa was right in trying to and like spreading the rumor at uh, Evan's birthday party about uh, Evan cheating and she said oh because my family has gone through that stuff and I think she was trying to warn Jackie no warning Jackie would be taking her aside and saying hey I just want to let you know what I heard in town not we literally saw her on screen go from all these different people so Gia just stop sweetheart like I don't understand how we got from her telling her mom like you shouldn't have done that and like yes agreeing that the analogy was bad to now all she's all the way on the other side like I'm justifying what my mom did because we went through the same thing and blah blah no okay Teresa and Jackie were both wrong they're fine now and like I don't even I don't know what Gia's motive is but she's kind of starting to annoy me too um you know my other observations were um Avery is just like her mother okay 
I don't know why you're trying to just not admit her faults at all, but whatever, because she definitely shouldn't have pulled that lamp off of Dorinda's um, wall in Dorinda's house, but okay. And I, Dolores has the most beautiful family. Like I was sitting there watching Frank, obvious, Frank Jr. Obviously we all know what Frank Sr. looks like. Like, and even I was just looking at Dolores's uh, stories, her and her daughter are on a Mother's Day trip. They are just a gorgeous family. Like, and you can tell there's a lot of love there. So I thought that was cute. Um, Kim Zolziak Beerman is on Instagram though, typing us paragraphs on a black screen for whatever reason, I don't know. I didn't watch it live. So I don't know if people were tweeting about Brielle. She did seem very uninterested. However, I know she had um, just lost a friend from what Kimmy told us. But speaking of Kimmy, Don't Be Tardy was canceled, which came as a shock to no one. And Kim is like on Twitter getting pissed saying like, stop saying we were canceled. Kim, you were. The show is no longer going to be on Bravo. That's canceled okay and even if you guys you know get on another show or get picked up by another network don't be tardy as far as it is concerned on bravo is canceled so i don't i don't get what you're not getting sweets it's okay things will be fine oh that woman it is just like she is baffling to me (laughs) i would be a little nervous too i don't know what else they have going on i saw that their makeup is in walmart now though so that's cute good for them but mm. okay let's just go on and get into this last part of three housewives of atlanta reunion because i'm tired child i'm tired okay i had such high hopes for the season and then we went on a downward hill fast um you know just from the beginning I think Kenya said a viewer wrote in and asked like why Kenya is you know exploiting Portia and her sexuality and x y and z and she said because it's on a tv show and I have to disagree there sexuality is one of those things that is really personal whether you're a reality tv star or not so I don't think it's right for Kenya to be I don't think it's right for Kenya to be doing anything, to be honest, but that's a different story for a different day. When it comes to Portia and this whole Bolo thing and everything, it's just like, listen, they had a deal, okay? As co-workers, as uh, Kenya's putting it, castmates, whatever, they had a deal to turn the cameras off, to not talk about what was going on, and then all of a sudden... Marlo and Kenya are singing like some damn canaries you know it's just like very fucking annoying and I don't think that Portia needs to discuss anybody that she fucked I don't think anybody needs to say because whether you're on a reality tv show or not your sexuality is your sexuality and no it's not for anybody to hold court over that and have something to say so per usual Kenya Moore got on my damn nerves nothing is going to change that like I'm I I post on Instagram like this feud between Kenya and Portia it is so drawn out and so old like I feel like we've been that show's been on for like 15 years and I feel like that's how long they've been beefing they don't get along I want I don't want to spend every reunion with them talking over each other like I really don't I'm over it. I'm not saying one needs to leave and one needs to stay. But for 
in the words of Kenya, okay, again, this is work. Can y'all act like coworkers then? Like I have coworkers, I have had coworkers that I don't like and we don't talk to each other like that, okay? <laughs> we don't beef like that. So I just want to move on. I'm Kenya versus Portia is so played out to me. Y'all don't like each other. We got it. Um, and speaking of, I'm annoyed with Marlo. I know um, this is, a, you know, an unpopular opinion. Everyone's like, give that woman her peach, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Marlo, I'm thinking of like the reality, so like realistic side of this in real life. I would too be annoyed if somebody that I was friends with and we had a mutual person that we did not get along with, y'all went up into a room and then came down the stairs arm in arm, hop, skipping and jumping. I don't get what... Marlo and Kenya aren't getting okay I'm not saying that we have to mutually dislike her but I do think I understand where Portia is coming from because I would be like okay this is a woman who you know you hated like you could not stand her and now all of a sudden after I have this escapade y'all make up and then you're all of a sudden you're talking about me Marlo is trying to act like she doesn't get it, but you, Boo Boo, you're smart. You are smart. So don't play that. She's just trying to flip teams and get on the Kenya train. Why? I don't know because I would never get over the whole Kenya more hair care thing, but that's whatever. I know, again, it's an unpopular opinion, but I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't think Marlo should be on the show. I'm just annoyed by her and I've never thought that she was I've never been like a Marlo stan you know when it came to like Marlo and Nini and stuff I was team Nini and I do think that Marlo is a flip-flopper because I remember that shit from back in the day I it was just so weird for me because I again I stay I don't know what Marlo is trying to do and for her to sit there and tell Portia I've been here longer than you okay Marlo but you don't have a peach so I was just like, girl, get on somewhere. Don't be sitting here saying I've been here longer than you. You've never held a peach. You don't hold a peach. Why? I don't know. Because I think that she should. Like for all the work that she's done for them and stuff, she is the most reoccurring friend of, I don't know why she doesn't hold a peach, but don't sit here and tell Portia, I've been here longer than you when you don't actually hold like a formal cast member spot. As far as, you know, the whole Drew, or not Drew, sorry. As far as the whole Portia and Candy thing goes, listen, I'm in no way, shape, or form saying that I need Candy to get over what happened four years ago, anything. All I'm, what I'm saying is, I feel like I want Candy and Portia to come to a common ground. I know that they're like, I think obviously both they want to work on their friendship or at least for a professional standpoint. But I want both of them to say to the other cast members, like, look, what happened four years ago is what happened. And it is, it does concern us. So when you have an issue with either one of us, do not bring it up. Don't bring that up as a part of your argument because that was really fucked up. Okay, and it took a long time to get past that. And I'm not gonna lie, I still am a little shocked. I don't think I would get past if if I were Candy. That's just me. Okay, I know a lot of it was Phaedra, but I personally think that Portia had a little bit more, it was a little bit more guilty than everything let on. And when it finally started coming to light, like how bad it was, Portia kind of jumped off the boat and let Fei Fei out to dry. But 
I don't think that for Marlo to say like, why are we in a dungeon right now? And then to bring up four years ago, no, Marlo, that's not why you're in a dungeon right now. As fucked up as Bravo can be, I don't think that that's why they wouldn't make that a set out of that. You guys are in a dungeon because of the bachelorette party. And I thought it was dirty for Marlo to even bring that shit up. Like Marlo is trying to air her grievances and I get it. She's upset with Portia because of the loss of her their friendship. But she is trying to dredge up the past to air out every like kind of afterthought that she's had about Portia. So I feel like she has thought these things throughout the years, throughout the um duration of her and Portia's friendship and now she's just trying to pull them up pull them up pull them up and get in Candy's ear because obviously that is a sore subject for Candy I just it's I that was stupid as hell and I think Candy would probably sue Bravo if they really made a dungeon set based off of that incident four years ago but besides that, when it comes to Drew in this prophet, listen, I finally Googled what a prophet was and I'm still con- fucking confused. Okay. It sounds like I could be a prophet if I want it, if I just, I don't know. I'm, it's just a spiritual leader. So if I decide I want to lead somebody in spirit, in their spiritual journey, can I be a prophet? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, um, religious at all, but Drew is upset either she's upset or she just failed the assignment was just trying to create drama I think a little bit of both but I don't get why she's so upset about Toya and the prophet it makes no sense to me I wish she would have just let it go and said like look I'm sorry and as far as her saying other prophets started dropping out as well blah 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 Maybe that's because of the show or maybe it's because of Ralph and Tampa and something else. But I don't think it's because of Toya. And I'm not necessarily team Toya. Toya and Drew, their beef is very fucking weird to me because they seem like they're friends. Like they, when they argue, it kind of seems like with, uh, take out the argue, like the um, white elephant stuff, like when she went after her, but they kind of seem like they're friends. Like they will go from, hating each other and like well I don't know Toya just kind of she's I'm not gonna I kind of like the way Toya argues because she taunts but when they argue it seems like friends that are just like oh okay girl that's what you're gonna say right now okay and again I would not want Toya knowing any of my business because when Andy asked like who uh do we think sold the story to page six she did not skip a beat and she said Kenya like girl and I I mean honestly I think it was Kenya too there's no that was obvious and I don't know why Kenya is trying to play that up but I just moving forward I don't know I felt like I thought I knew who was going to come back next season I don't I really don't know again I want to I've been reading people say that maybe Portia is going to leave I don't think Kenya will leave because she already kind of tried that um but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we need. I don't know how we move forward from here. I do think we should give Toya a peach though. I will say that. I think she was a good addition and she understood her first assignment and I'm going to give her a solid B plus. Okay. But beyond that, as long, as long as these girls get back to doing what we love them to do, that's all I want. All right. Uh, I, again, 
I get where Portia's coming from with the whole, like, at the end when they kind of were like, it seemed like you and Kenya were starting to, you know, get along. But I get it. They have had, they really, truly do not like each other. Okay. I get Portia being hesitant. I get Kenya being hesitant. But I get Portia being like, actually, no, I don't want to do this. And she posed the question perfectly. How do I tell her you know, I know we started to pursue this friendship, but I actually don't think I want to anymore because I do think that if Portia would have texted Kenya like, hey, I don't know if I can like, this can is something that can be mended. It would have been turned into a whole drama filled situation. It was a lose lose either way. But all I know for sure is that carrying on into the next seasons, I'm done with them. If we're just gonna continue this Portia versus Kenya shit, I'm not gonna say that I'm not gonna watch because that's just never gonna happen. But I just, it's exhausting. We need something new. But I guess that's it for Housewives of Atlanta. Again, this season was kind of an upset. But we're going to wrap everything up and do some wine of the week. And yeah. Alrighty, I know I said wine of the week. However, this week I actually have a beer. um, Because I didn't really drink that much wine this week. And I actually might do two weeks of no drinking because I have engagement pictures coming up. However, this week I'm going to be recommending a Golden Road Mango Cart because I love that beer and sometimes if I run out of wine, it's always there for me when I need it. But that is going to be it for this episode, guys. Um, I've been doing some thinking. I don't know since all of the promos are starting to come out for The Bachelorette and like I said, I have not I didn't watch Matt's season. I don't want to talk about him. Um, and then I don't think I watched. Oh, yeah, I did watch Claire slash Tasha. Um, Tasha kind of lost me at the end, though. I'm not going to lie. So I don't know. I was kind of thinking about if I don't cover The Bachelorette on the podcast, maybe doing a recap on Instagram. I don't know. You guys let me know what you want to hear. Um, But yeah, that'll be it for this episode and I will talk to you guys soon. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. Bye.